Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max, and joining me here in the booth your is host. Gideon. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about uh, two very, very interesting uh, new animated films, uh, Crudes 2 and Soul. That's a true statement. And uh, what do you want to talk about first here, Gideon, Crudes or Soul? Let's do Soul. All right. Well, then uh, before we uh, get into that, let's play a little bit of uh, some audio from the film. Dr. Borgensen will be matched with soul number 22. Oh, we're going to get into this now. Excuse me. 22, you come out of this dimension right now. How many times do I have to tell you? I don't want to go to Earth. Stop fighting this. Place. I don't want to. Go to Earth and have a laugh. 22 has been at the U Seminar for quite some time and has had such notable mentors as Gandhi, Abraham Lincoln, and Mother Teresa. <laughs> I made her cry. Ignore that. <laughs> and uh, that's just a little bit kind of from, I don't know. Uh, I made her cry. Yeah, kind of from the beginning of the second act there, right? Uh, uh, did you say? It's, no, not, not quite to the beginning of the second act. It's like right at the... Right after the inciting incident, um, uh, yeah, I suppose I'd say breaking a second act is when they uh, go back out of the true soul. True. Room. Okay. Good point. Good point. Okay. So still, uh, first act there. Um, kind of to surmise the gist of this film, uh, I would say it's about this guy Joe Gardner, um, played by Jamie Fox, who is a band teacher at uh, an inner city. I would. Think elementary school, maybe middle school. Middle school, it's yeah, middle, school. middle school. And um, clearly, he's very passionate about music. Um, hasn't had his career kind of work on its own, uh, where he didn't have to just be tutoring people. Instead, you know, he, he's tried and tried. He but, wants to be a professional musician. Yes, and that's his goal. And um, hasn't worked for him yet. But uh, set of circumstances come around, and he gets his chance. He has a successful tryout with this uh, jazz Dorothea band. Williams. Yep, and then uh, <laughs> then, he then he dies, dies. essentially, uh, and then kind of has like a moment, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm about, he's about to pass on," and then he essentially escapes from that and ends up in the great before the U seminar that is like this place where souls get their personalities. Um, before they go and become living beings. And uh, he is mistaken as a tutor for, or uh, like a mentor mentor. for for, uh, these souls. And he gets stuck with like the most problematic soul ever. Uh, Yeah. One number 22. Called 22. And basically it's implied that the number is, is, like continues to grow up as like the, the number literally is the number of soul in order of when they came into into being essentially um yeah so she's been around so for she's quite a while 22 so she's been around for a long time and uh yeah so i don't want to get too much into spoilers after that but obviously yeah, i can... mean f- part of what's so fun about this movie is just kind of like the insane it's like kind of goes to some insane places that you don't necessarily expect yeah and um overall i thought it was all right i i wasn't loving this as much as i've loved other pixar movies um Still a good film, worth watching at least once. Um, how did you feel about it? I love this movie. Like, really? Unabashedly, 100% across the board. This is the first movie that I've given um, a 10 out of 10 to on the first watch in like 
a really, really, really long time. Really? <laughs> like I didn't, two years, I think, probably. I didn't know you liked it that much. Yeah. Wow. First so, time, yeah, like probably since I don't even remember what the last one was. It's been that long. How have you felt about other Pixar movies that have come out in like the last few years? Um, this is probably their best effort since um, Inside Out, um, also directed by Pete Docter. Um, I think this is better than Inside Out. I think he's kind of evolving in terms of um, like visual storytelling and, and using the medium of animation, going kind of back to what makes Pixar great and how they use 3D animation. Um, and this is, is, is pushing the boundaries in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but like compared to even like Toy Story 4 and Incredibles 2 and uh, even earlier from 2020 onward, um, this is just a, a huge leap forward from, in terms of just like artistic experimentation, but as well as just like, um, expressive and ambitious storytelling. Like mm -hmm. just across the board, it's everything I want from a Pixar movie and a movie in general and art in general. Like it's just got all of it. Hmm. Interesting. I I would say it is better than Inside Out, but I don't think it's one of the better Pixar movies. Honestly, I think this is more towards the bottom of the list um, because it... I don't, to me, like right after I was done watching it, I got this feeling that it was kind of just lackluster. I didn't feel like there was much to this film. It kind of just was a very neutral kind of, um, tried, uh, tried to do a little bit of everything and didn't excel at any one particular feat. Other than maybe visual, uh, because yeah, Pixar is always good in that respect. Yeah, I've heard that criticism before um, in that it's like, in some ways, the movie is is not. Um, it doesn't have a, a unique premise, you could say, as some other Pixar movies do. Like you've got, um, like I think probably one of the solidest premises that Pixar's ever had is like Monsters Incorporated, mm -hmm. um, also directed by Pete Doctor. I think Pete Doctor is probably the best, like, creative working in Hollywood. Honestly, if Pixar counts as Hollywood, I think legitimately like that what he's put out, uh, Monsters Inc. Up. Inside Out and this now Soul, um, like the craziest run of just imaginative. Did he do uh, Monsters University? No, he didn't. Um, that was done by Dan Scanlon, who actually just made Onward. Um, mm. But uh, Monsters Inc. has just this great premise of like what happened, like where, what if the monsters inside your closet were real, mm -hmm. um, and the and the emotion that's mined out of that. And all that kind of stuff. Like that's just a, a brilliant premise. I, yeah, and it's and it's executed to perfection. And it, like, and you admit that like the monsters that have and the world that that creates and like the 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 literal physical elements of that are you could say they're more interesting than what's happening in Soul. Mm -hmm. But I still think the thing that's so interesting to me about Soul is it's taking theoretical concepts uh, and making them physical. It's very much about things that aren't physical and making those things that aren't physical into something that is physical. And I can see how that might be a stumbling block for some people because it, it, it's hard to relate to it, on that level. It will make sense once you watch it. Yeah, what, like it's, it's got its souls and like, it's well, it's like an inside out one. Like they have, oh, the train of thought and then we're, we're, we're non-formative. We're turning into abstractive things. It's, it's all that kind of same yeah. kind of stuff that's happening inside out. It's happening here, except on a, on a broader, more, even more existential level than it is in inside out. Because inside out is very much concerned with, with the emotions of the here and now. Um, and what's <laughs> happening in the very moment. Whereas soul on the other hand is very much so like, uh, like what's, what could happen? Like where, where's the future? Where is, who am I in general? Like it's, it's inside of deals with some of that, but it's, it's less so, um, 
so push that existentialism even further. And I think that's just really interesting to me, especially when you can use the form of animation to to visualize existentialism and that kind of that broader, um, headier kind of stuff. Because yeah. you can see it and you can feel it, but it still is a, a headier concept type of thing. I, I got to ask, though, if you're... Since they were both made by the same director, Inside Out and this, um, is it possible like Joe Gardner's then got like the five emotions in his head while all of the yeah. events of Soul I mean, are taking place? Like that would be interesting to see. Like, well, have you heard of like the Pixar theory and stuff like that? That everything's connected. That everything's all connected. Yeah. So like inside the Pixar theory, that is what the thing is basically. Is like everyone has. So like you you can see well if Inside Out's part of the Pixar theory, then every single Pixar character has all five emotions happening inside their head, and that wow. also means that every single Pixar character has a soul that exists inside <laughs> the Grape Four where they got their emotions and all that kind of stuff. But, so yeah, but do you they have the, that do they have that. the emotions in the head before or while they're in the Grape Before because. The, That's a good. Arguably, I would you say don't. Arguably, no, because no. In Inside Out, what they you watch show, happen is after, yeah. like, you see as the character grows up, the emotions form. So, like, she's she's basically born, and joy kind of comes out of her as she starts to to exist in the world, and like, and then sadness hardly comes along, and then as she grows up, more and more emotions uh, come into her life. How many? Okay, so one thing about. Uh, soul is that these these new souls as they get their personalities they have like these little um, emblems like in this like kind of it looks like a sticker almost that they have and it get it has all their traits yeah. so perhaps and I love how little that's kind of focused on yeah like, it's just it's it's a it's a it gives texture to the world but they don't like they don't focus on on all the little tiny specifics of it. Yeah. Um, they show the specifics and they're there. It's just not the main focus of the movie. Which... Like, all everything about it is just so... It's like attention to detail. It's like, oh, I love it so much. But man. what if the emotions in your head were matched whatever the emotions on those, like, traits w were? Like, I think maybe the traits... It, what well, if the it was traits, unique the traits for everybody? are more so, like... What what you're predisposed... What Which emotions you're predisposed to, like, have. Like, I know. They say... They say uh, uh, what's the one they this this character is going to be arrogant or or uh, self obsessed or whatever and they're yeah. like why do we why do we keep pe sending people through that through that door the self obsessed uh, yeah. self obsessed door I, I <laughs> I'm just thinking I think it would be funny if like that's how it worked if you are really gonna connect these two things like yeah the, the emotions yeah, yeah. and Edward the traits but I don't know again I I like to think of it as it's it's either one or the other <laughs> not both because when it's both there's so much that would go into that yeah but uh. But yeah, I, I I do I do like Soul better than uh, Inside Out. But Inside Out to me was one of the worst Pixar movies. Um, there's a like it's right up there with like maybe Toy Story three um, and uh, maybe Cars two as like some of the worst Pixar movies to me. And I know I mean one of those is definitely not like the other. <laughs> to me. I like I like between Cars two, Toy Story three, and Inside Out. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I, my well, my personal take on Pixar the best the best three Pixar movies are uh, are Bugs Life, Toy Story four, and uh, Onward. Those are the three that I think are the best Pixar movies ever made. And this this doesn't even come close to the to the level of those in my opinion. And it it's it's unfortunate. And again, it just was like. It was good. It was better. I, I would say this was a 
better film than the other one we watched for this week, Crudes 2, but... Um, mm, that's an understatement. <laughs> but but I still don't think it was super noteworthy when you compare it to just all these other fantastic films that were made by Pixar. Um, and, and it seems I mean, honestly, you definitely if, had a very different me, opinion from that. Yeah, for me, what's astonishing about this film is that it does compare to everything else that Pixar has done, and Pixar has done some of my favorite movies ever. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that it does uh, contend with with that top tier Pixar level um, for me is just kind of crazy. Um, so like this is I've got I've got this at five right now. So below Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Monsters Inc. and Up, those are my top four, and I have Soul at five right now. Um, yeah, I think which is cra like it's crazy that that like that it's that it's that I like it more than like Toy Story and Wall-E and Ratatouille and Inside Out and Coco and like A Bug's Life and all these other amazing movies. I, um, I just recalled Finding Dory's a thing, so I would put that uh, below um, Toy Story three. So that just bumped Toy Story three up at least one right there to make you feel a little, little better about my my list there on that, but. Uh, I don't. How do you not like Toy Story three, and but you it like Toy Story four because Toy Story four just has um, so much more emotionality to it. It focuses way less on the kids. It's it's like totally, like totally focused on just the char the main well, that's toy why I characters. Don't like Toy Story four. Um, the reason why I don't like Toy Story four nearly as much is because it's the relationship with the kids is broken. Like it's very much not the same way it was in like in Toy Story one, two, and three. Like the the gap between three and two was they're like ten years apart, but three still has the and Andy's way older. But the relationship that happens between them is still very much the same. And we see how that changes over the years and, and we see how important the relationship between kids and toys is. But then in Toy Story 4, it's kind of like they throw that away They to, to a certain extent. It's, um, it's not as important. And that's why I, I, I... Or it's not like the way Bonnie treats Woody in that movie, I don't understand at all. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, you know, anybody can make an argument for or against it. But for me, I liked that it wasn't focused on the kids. It had a very um, interesting tonal feel to it where you go into it and you think it's going to be about this and it shifts and it's it's emotional, but it's not like tear jerking, but it still makes you think a little bit. I think visually it is probably the best looking film Pixar has ever made and still that still holds up. Yeah, I mean, you can, I think I, I probably agree with that. I think as far as terms of like uh, realistic animation, um, it probably agrees. Uh, I probably agree with you, but in terms of like just uh, visual storytelling, I disagree because there's other films like even even The Incredibles way back in 2004 is is doing things with the way it's using motion and framing um, that just because it's less realistic doesn't mean that it's not as well animated. And I think Incredibles achieves that. We, we kind of turn this into a Pixar conversation. I know. Soul, but. It, it happens. I mean, we can't go into too much about yeah. the plot of this because it's because, so yeah. new. But I would suggest anybody who hasn't seen Soul yet, at least watch it once. You know, if you already got Disney+, Plus, then there you go. That's That could be a movie night for one, one night here if you haven't seen yeah. it already. Um, but when we come back, we will be getting into the store for Soul. And then after that, we will start talking about Crudes too. So stick around. I'm Louisa Lim, NPR's Beijing correspondent. For NPR, I've trekked up Tibetan glaciers and traveled down into the depths of Chinese coal mines. We try to tell the stories that others don't from every corner of the world. 
we try to give voice to those who cannot be heard and to bring their world to you, because their world is your world. This is NPR. Welcome back. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen. I'm Max. Joining me here is Gideon, and we are talking about Soul, the new Pixar film. Uh, and we are about to start storing it here. So, Gideon, what do you got for our first category? First category is first impression. Just so you know, you're making a pretty bad first impression. Uh, first impression it was probably a seven for me. I, I think six would be storing it a little too harsh. But this was a good movie that I was feeling okay about. It wasn't a waste of time to watch it. I was happy I saw it. But overall, I wasn't blown away by it. I probably won't need to see it again for a long time. I'll, if, it, if it pops on to the TV, you know, when it becomes syndicated, sure, I'll, I'll watch it one night if I'm having dinner or something. Yeah, but I, I don't, I, this is, this relates to Disney Plus's marketing strategy. I don't think it's going to happen because it's technically a Disney Plus original. Mm. So I doubt they're going to be, well, I, mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think that's going to happen. Then it's going to be a while before I see this film again, <laughs> but I wouldn't be against watching it again. Yeah. That's my way of surmising it. Um, Like I said, this is my first 10 out of 10 that I've given right after a watch and I don't even know how long. Um, and then I recent I rewatched it for the show, um, and again it's it's still a ten out of ten. Like I I I'm just shocked by how um, prescient this is for just personally right now. Uh, what this movie is saying, um, how it's saying it all just is feels very like personal to me, but it also feels personal to the filmmakers at the same time. Um, and that's also very important just in terms of like artistic expression. Onward actually has this too, um, where you can tell that the, the the message that it's communicating is very important to the filmmakers. But Onward, I don't like as much simply because one, it's not communicating that message as artistically as Soul is, as um, just it's just very specific things that you don't want to get into, but it's not doing that. And it's also not as personal to me. Um, so those two specific yeah. things, like compound, um, it doesn't make Onward worse. It yeah. just makes Soul that much better. You know what I mean? Like, Onward hits differently for somebody who's lost their father. I, I will. I totally. I, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I put so much weight into it because yeah. that one, like, that one hit me more than Up did. That one hit me more than like any other Pixar movie I've ever seen. And and that's why that one is so strong with me. It's not because I was like really into the fantasy aspect or anything like that, but it was just very relatable. Yeah, um, and I can totally see that. Um, and I can totally see that relating to some to 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 somebody who has has lost their father or has. Um, for me, the, the part that I related to most was like the relationship with my brother more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like again, even even with that thing that I do like, I think anybody can relate to it. But again, it's just the, it's just the way that it artistically expresses that. Um, and I feel like Pete Doctor just has a more advanced sense of that. Um, and that's why it's so great for me. So 10 out of 10, next category. Next category is story. story. And uh, uh, this one, I I don't know about how I feel about the, the story for this. I really don't think it was that great. I think this was probably one of the biggest lacking areas of this whole thing because it it, yeah, it, it didn't feel like this this film actually had a lot of direction 
with with where they wanted to go with it. And it, oh, I totally disagree with that. I feel the ending kind of just drops drops out, and it's like okay, I guess that's the end of this film. It wasn't a satisfying ending, really. Um, yeah, I think this movie knows exactly what it's trying to do and knows exactly when it wants to do it. I I'm and executes. <laughs> you're gonna probably hate me for this, but I think I'm gonna give this story a four because okay. it um, it just mm, didn't didn't. I, I, it just felt to me very, um, there's, there's something off. It's hard to describe, but it just didn't, it didn't seem right to me. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, that if I had to guess, it, it's probably to do with the fact that it is a lot of abstraction. Um, but again, the abstraction is what I relate to, but I think I, I've said this before, the, the way this movie deals with like exposition and stuff, um, the way that it, because it's, it's doing this thing where it's, it's fainting that it's going to go one direction and then it doesn't so at the end you get to the i think it's probably the break into the third act and you've got um the part where basically any other movie is going to end right there yeah um at, at that moment but soul keeps going because that's not what it's trying to say so at the beginning you've got like the first 10 minutes before he dies and it's doing all of this work to basically set up what that movie would be if that makes sense um, so a typical, um, I'm going to go and get my dream job type of movie type of thing where you're going to have ambition and all that kind of other mm. type, those types of themes. Um, so it's doing what that type of movie would do in its entire first act. And this movie is doing all of that before it's, uh, inciting incident more or less. So it's just doing all of that story work and it's doing it very efficiently. Um, and then you get all the other story stuff that's happening with like, it's, it's just very much, um, comes in, knows what it wants to do, and executes on every single beat. Um, and and that's not only... So it's it's not only got a, a great story on that level, it's doing kind of more than one story thing at the same time. Um, and that's why, for me, it's just, like, astonishing what it's able to accomplish. But it's kind of able to accomplish that because it, it's, its story is so rock solid from the foundation. I feel like what they needed to do with this was either dedicate more time to a specific side character because they spend a lot of time divvying up a little a little chunk of time here, a little chunk of time here, a little chunk of time here for all sorts of different side characters. You have Connie, you have his mom, you have the barber, you have uh, his ex-student who um, got him the gig. Like You got all these different things Curly, that they're dedicating the just small amounts of time to, yeah. and it, it either... Um, takes away from the main story, which is Joe and 22, or, well, no, or they the, need to... No, add, that or, is the main story. I get that's the main... I, I know that's the main story, but what I'm saying is that I feel like they could have dedicated a little more time either either put more effort into the, the Joe and 22 story or you give a little more time on one specific side character and not split it up between like a ton of them. That's, well, all, that's all what I'm those, saying. Well, I think the reason why... It's the same thing that happens, I uh, kind of, the same thing that's happening in Casablanca, where you've got all of these all of these side characters, each of whom are fleshing out the surrounding world, so making it feel... Because if you have only one, it's again, it's kind of... It's going to be... It's not the same thing, because it, it very much is about the the broader the broader world and all of the people that exist inside of it so all of these characters are basically um to you attacking quote unquote attacking joe and attacking his uh incorrect philosophy on life and and each of them 
are sh- in a different way showing him why he needs to shift his philosophy to some and shift his outlook on life to something else. Um, and without those, and each of those individual characters between Connie and Curly and his mom and all those people, mm-hmm. um, each of them have their own outlook on life, but each of them. Ha- uh, uh, affect Joe in a different way and also the reason what happens with Joe in 22 and how that all works out. None of that, it all, it's just, again, it's, it's something that I also really love in a movie is like the shift of perspective. Um, and because of what happens with them, it shifts that perspective to something that we wouldn't normally see in a movie like in a, in, a, in a movie. And so we see all of those people impacting Joe in different ways from a different way like it's all it's all just a unique way to tell this type of story but it's at the same time all of them are are fleshing out theme and showing us and showing us what the movie is trying to do and the thing that's all brilliant about it is that you don't actually realize what the movie's trying to do until joe realizes what he need to do so like all those things kind of feel inconsequential and it just feels like you're you're living and existing in joe's life in new york but once we kind of see where the movie's going um and we then we can look back and see why connie had to be there why curly had to be there why his parent mom had to be there why dorothy what door and the thing that that one of the most poignant scenes in the movie is when dorothy williams is talking to joe and she says um after the the parable yeah the parable of the fish who says in the ocean and the fish says um uh, where's the ocean? And the older fish says, dude, you're in the ocean. And the fish is like, the ocean, this is water. And that, that scene is just great. Like, and the way she, that, that, that delivery is just crazy great from, from, from that. I think that's, uh, I don't think it was the mic drop moment you were, you experienced. Like, I didn't see it as that. I was just like, okay. Like, well, it's just like it for him. And then, well, I think part, I think it's, yeah, Angela, Angela Bassett is the one who's delivering that line and her, her voice just like exactly hits that on the head. Um, so what would you store, story? then um i'm giving this a 10 out of 10 um but then the 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 cut right after that see it all fits together his his, it's a match cut from him to there to him on the subway when he's been just talking about how everyone lives in the subway and he's going to get out of the subway and then he's still stuck there even after he's like mm-hmm. it's that's a, just a brilliant moment. I don't know. Like it just it, it's the type of thing that you see in a movie, and it's that that is very much a mic drop moment for me. But it's not the only mic drop moment in this movie. There's two other things that happen after that as a result of that moment that are even greater than that specific moment. Like it's just and that and that and that thing from Dorothy Williams is just a culmination of all these other side characters that we've had up to this point. Like it's just brilliant storytelling on every possible level to me. Okay. Hmm. Um, we gotta move to the next next category, um, which is acting. Acting! 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 Now where I think this story kind of lacks in its writing, I think it makes up for, uh, with excellent, excellent acting from the... Yeah, voice acting. From the voice actors. And also the way that the animators... Yeah, for sure, that too. uh, Animate the characters emoting. I mean, I think... The best example of this would have to be the Jerry's and Terry. Oh my God! Well, it's just brilliant. Uh, like, yeah, because one, you're taking these like yeah, it's just a single line, and you yeah. somehow have to not only make like a shape and out of it, yes, and, like learn exactly. how to emote with all these. Exactly, and that's fantastic. It's, and I, like when he when he comes up on the bass string and like slides down off of that, and he's like on the floor, and then yeah. he's kind of it's all great. I love that stuff so much. Yeah, because I think. Uh, Terry, uh, Terry's the little one. He's the he's the one that's keeping track of the yes. Of I, the love lives. I think it's so one much. funny that every everybody else is a, is a 
is a Jerry, and then you have one Terry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that dynamic is always dynamic. funny throughout the whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah. It's so funny. I just, and that, I, I like how they all have Australian accents for some yeah. reason. Like, I really dig that. Um, it somehow really works well. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just fantastic. And yeah. and I think his, he, he's probably my favorite character in the whole thing. Terry. Yeah. And yeah. I think his emoting throughout is just perfect. Yeah. And he he saves it for me there. I would have to give acting for this um, probably a nine. Yeah, um, I think this movie does something that Crudes does definitely doesn't do, and that it's voice actors. You don't know who they are. Well, that you you just you just feel the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's Jamie Fox playing Joe. But I, like I mean, and you know that in your head going in. But watching the movie, it's like no, that's Joe. I don't even hear like you don't hear Jamie Fox. You hear the Joe Gardner. Yeah, the characters kind of um, stand on their own. You don't. And compared to Crudes, where it's like, oh, that's Peter Dinklage. Oh, that's Nick Cage. Oh, that's Emma Stone. Oh, that's Ryan Reynolds. It's just mm-hmm. like very obviously casting. Oh, the, it's Emma Stone. I keep. I was like, I know that voice, but I yeah, I she could. was probably the least obvious of them. Or yeah. like Catherine Keener plays the mom, and she's just like, okay. Very obviously Catherine Keener. Whereas when Catherine Keener plays the ki- the villain in Incredibles 2, which is honestly the weakest part of that movie, um, but still, she still feels like the character. First, I don't know how they do it, but like when it happens in Cruise 2, it's like, okay, Catherine Keener, but in Incredibles 2. So that's more of a fault yeah. of writing than it I don't, is. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, no, I think it's, ca- like, I, I, it's just something about the way that Pixar cast voice actors that don't yeah, they- sound like... Like you just you don't you don't hear it you don't notice it. They nail um, it. The, the, yeah, it's just the they just nail it. I am also gonna go with a nine here. Um, yeah, I, I think I can say I can I can yeah. Next category. I got a bad feeling about this. Next category is look and feel. Um, very good visually. Um, audio too. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross on the, the score. It's probably some like like they just keep coming in score after score. This Watchmen. This yeah. Wait, uh, Watchmen the. TV show? Yeah, they scored okay. the TV show. That's right. Um, That's just one thing. Stuff, I actually wasn't a big fan of the Great Before, the way that they designed that. Dude, I think it's so cool. I liked I, everything about the afterlife part of it, except the broad, like, Great Before, like, you know, sun shining, like, plains area where all those souls are. Like, if you take that like away and you look... It's, expressive and very ab- abstract, I but get it still that. feels like but it's, 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 it's exactly what they already did that with Inside Out. They already did that with Inside Out. It I felt think it like looks it better just than been... it does in Inside Out, because, like, Inside Out feels very... Uh, it feels... The lines feel harder to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it yeah feels, it's a little It feels more. more cubish, whereas here it's very soft, and I feel like that lends itself to animation better honestly that's because inside out the way that they animated it it was a little more um gosh anybody who's really into like it feels animation like it has less is texture gonna hate, hate, yeah, hate I, at I me for this terms. but like cal art style a little more like that thicker outlines and 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 specific style of doing those characters in the eyes and everything like that this was this was a little bit of a divergence from that um but I will say everything like about the, the Great Beyond and like that whole thing is yeah, just gorgeous. Blew my mind and, when I first saw that. And whenever like, they, I wish I could have seen this in the theater. When they show like the uh, the <laughs> not it's not an office, but it's like uh, where all the oh, all file, the file cabinets, cabinets are. are yeah. Love that. I right. thought that it's was just cool. Like perfectly uh, impressionist. Like it just gives yep. you the impression of what it is. On How the fast spot. that is. And yeah. I will say uh, 
the city did not look as good to me as Toy Story 4 could do, like, realistic settings in, like, the real world, but it still looked yeah, very I good. I disagree with that. I feel like it has, um, I feel like it has more energy to it than, because, like, in Toy Story 4, it's, it like, again, again, something about Toy Story 4, it looks realistic, but it doesn't, the animation itself, the motion is, it's, 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 it's great. It's great stuff. But I feel like here, again, something about Soul is special about the way that the animation and the character's movement feels energetic and has the life to it. And that's so important to the theme of this movie too because if you don't have that energy to the the city and and the nature that happens there and the characters and the and the and the metal and and just everything that's happening there if that energy isn't there the impact of those that those final moments and the meaning of what all this the the world around you means it doesn't happen if you don't have that there so like it, it just is very specific to the meaning and that's why it needs to be there and it is great the way it is too so it just adds another layer to all of that Okay, my look and feel score is going to be an 8. What is yours? I'm giving this a 10. Like, it's just... And the score just bumps it up even further for me. Okay. Yeah, the score was good, Plus too. Plus, John Batiste does the the jazz compositions in this. And um, sadly, I'm just not super into jazz. I, I don't mind it, but, like, it was... Uh, I mean, it's hard to explain. talk about that, I about how jazz I, and the way that jazz improvisation should. relates the way that... That you should probably that we you live life and how things come and go and you just yeah. kind, of kind of react to the the punches and the way that like oh my gosh literally every, we, and that's the thing about this movie everything points back at itself that's what a great movie does is you have one element and it points back at another and then that like it just all relates to each other that's what a great movie should do that's what this movie does it's amazing we should have done Whiplash in this in hindsight like this that would have been the I ultimate just power Whiplash, actually combo so for be. this. But I think that'd just be funny, like yeah. <laughs> Joe Gardner versus Fletcher, like teaching <laughs> styles like Fletcher. What if that was 22's mentor? <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my God. That would be, I think that would be an interesting film right there. <laughs> um, all right. The final category here for us is effect. It's going to have a psychological effect on how the audience perceives you. Um, this one, again, like the effect, there was no effect for me. I was just like, whatever. This film felt very lackluster, and that's all I need. I really have to say for this. I would say five out of ten. Oh, man. Um, okay, so the first time I watched this, I was blown away um, just for, on, in terms of, like, movie making and then just also just emotionally. Um, second time I was watching it, I was like halfway through, and I was like, this is not really hitting me the same way I did the first time because the first time I was engaged by, like, the, the visual art style and just, like, shh just in shock of like what I was witnessing and like how far they were pushing what they were doing artistically um so I didn't have that element watching it the second time because it's like well I've already experienced all this so I kind of know what's coming um but then I get to the end and it's like the emotional stuff starts to hit and then that stuff hits even harder than it does the first time um and then I look back on what's happening and it's kind of like you see the way that you've like it's just like um incredible how the emotional stuff, I don't see the second time even. Like, I know what's coming, but but those pieces don't fall into place until they fall into place for the character again, even though I had seen the other... Like, it, I, it, it's just a weird mind trick that I don't have time to go into all the way that it, like, I specifically worked. But, like, it just blew my mind how the movie was able to emotionally affect me on, on a deeper level even than it was the first time. And I... I it's just... Again, it's what a great movie's going to do. And this movie... And this is why this is... A 10 out of 10, almost across the board for me. So a 10 for this category yes. as well? Okay. Then when we come back, we will be giving you our final score for Soul, and then we will be talking about Crudes. So stick around.
Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. And we're back here on 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Strip to Screen. Gideon and I are about to give you our final score for Soul. Gideon, where are we at? Uh, Final score for Soul was an 82 out of 100, um, giving it the same final score as uh, The Fellowship of the Ring and One Night in Miami. Okay. Yeah, I would say it's on par with those. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't have any objections to that. I think that's a pretty solid score for us. Um... Okay, coming up next here, uh, Crudes 2. Uh, <laughs> this one's in th- in theaters presently. Um, it is top of the box office charts right now in the U.S. and yeah, has been for crazy. quite a while. But it looks it like also- it's gonna, they said that it might um, overpass Tenet for uh, top grossing film of the pandemic era, which is so <laughs> upsetting to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, it no. didn't get it overseas, um, not even close. Tenants still got like a $200 million lead overseas. but Well, still, well we had those Marcus me. passes, so we only added like $2 to that whole total. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, this was an interesting one. I definitely think Crude's 1 was better than this. Uh, see, I don't. I literally don't remember a single thing about Crude's 1. <laughs> mm, it was mostly just like uh, the dad trying to stop change and kind of get Guy out of his, like, family unit unit as as uh, Eep was, like, falling in love with him, kind of. Okay, and it's so weird, though, because they basically cover all that stuff and they waste, like, the first 10 minutes of movie I know. doing exactly that. Then. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. They didn't need to surmise it as much as they did. I don't understand why they did it like that, but whatever. Um Maybe thematically they were trying to match the first one because the first one kind of starts out with like a summary of that kind of thing too. I feel like it's just inefficient storytelling though. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's actually get into what the story of it is about. Um, So you got the Crudes plus Guy um, and they are just, you know, doing the day-to-day stuff, surviving, and uh, then they come across this this quote-unquote like gated community. No. (laughs) Uh, the big big walled in area that um, is run essentially by people who knew Guy's parents uh, essentially like his I mean they're not like his godparents or or anything like that they're just kind of like neighbors who were friends and knew them growing up so basically the movie opens with Guy watching his parents die or disappear or something I don't remember Um, and then him meeting the the crude family um and it's like all of that stuff. Just like go into the story. Don't waste ten minutes of. Well, I think showing guys' like, origin gotta, was you, fine, but I mean, it's fine. But it's also at the same time like it doesn't. He doesn't really have a super uh, important emotional arc happening here. So it's like the movie's True. main uh, positive is it's kind of like uh, the way it uses humor and fast pacing, mm. not the way it tells the story. <laughs> So, like, adding that kind of stuff, uh, wasting time on quote-unquote story elements when you're not really setting up anything to begin with uh, is just, I don't understand it. I 
I I mean, what you said about humor, I did end up laughing more in Crudes than I did in Soul. Not that Soul's trying to be an all-out comedy by any means, but um, the only, I mean, there was at least like one or two jokes that got a chuckle out of me. I know you laughed a little harder at some sort of joke that I, I can't remember which one it was. It's probably the peanut joke. Yeah, maybe that one. Um, which is just good setup and payoff. Which so this movie does do some things right, like in the climax, it's got like a couple setup and payoffs. But now the thing that's making me laugh is just the continuous idea of Fletcher being 22's, <laughs> 22's mentor. I just I just can't get that out of my mind now. And also the um, hippie that we didn't even talk about. That's true. Uh, didn't what if, what if you have like him and Joker spinning signs at the same time, like right next to each other? <laughs> you could do that. Uh, but but yeah, with Crudes, there was like one funny joke of when um, when I, I mean no, it's not gonna spoil anything. Just guys in a log, and there's like a funny line that he says that um, made me chuckle. Um, but yeah, this that. this film definitely didn't take itself super seriously, and I, I guess I wasn't. I don't know if I was expecting it to or not, or how this was all gonna go, but. The, yeah, the crudes come across this this place and it's got these more evolved humans, the Bettermans, who now are kind of in like this dynamic where they want to get Guy away from the crudes and have him stay with them because they want him for their daughter. And yeah. see, that's the story that it's telling. Yeah. Which 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 they set up all that need all the information that we need for that is the fact that uh, guy used to know these people, which mm -hmm. literally has nothing to do with his parents or his emotional relationship to them. So we don't need to waste an entire scene on him and his emotional relationship with his parents. They like, would have needed to show his origin, like like what happened to his parents. Otherwise, it would have been, would have been raised a lot of questions, like what happened to his parents, and people would have been kind of like, yeah, why didn't they explain that? I think they could have I mean, skipped yeah. the whole. I think there's a lot they could have skipped in that first. 15 minutes you're absolutely right that they could have cut the crust off of that and my and point it is that it's information not it's 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 literal information not emotional information yeah um and in a movie like this the literal information it's, it just feels like it's it's like find a better way to communicate that which mm -hmm. i think they do communicate that once the once the betterments come in they're like yo we used to know you and he's like oh yeah i do and he does so it's like we don't didn't know anything besides that mm -hmm. it's just wasting time but yeah, so then there's a lot of conflict that ensues with the conflicting, like you have the, Which the cavemen versus a good these. Amount of time. Yeah, and so so the story does evolve. It doesn't. I, I feel like it's kind of got like two or three separate like a plot, b plot yeah, dynamics really, that happen. It's really weird the way this movie is structured. Evolves. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you've got the and conflict between the Bettermans and the Crudes, and you're like, okay, so this is going to be like a two minute thing, right? Um, but like it literally splits it in half. So it's like, you've got that and like, they don't start the actual adventure until like the third act. And it's so weird. Yeah. It, it, the pacing was weird. I think they needed to either choose one or the other. They could have just, well, just do both, just do both at the same time. Like just weave your narrative better. Like have you like have the setup with them in the, in the new house and stuff. And then have the, have, have the, have the Nick Cage, whatever his name is. Right. Uh, get really mad and then eat all the bananas faster like don't, yeah, don't we can't we can't uh we don't want to spoil too much here but okay because uh, it's still in theaters gideon <laughs> i'm sorry for all the kids who didn't know that uh yeah uh, Nick Cage was gonna eat the bananas okay <laughs> dude it's literally as soon as he says I, i'm gonna eat the bananas I, like it's obvious that it's gonna well, happen it's I mean, exactly, yeah i, I mean, suppose but you know Actually, that you know, now they've already kind of spilled the beans on that. It it did seem odd that they didn't make more of that. Like they seem to 
build up to it, and that's then they didn't they make say it a lot and over out of and it. Over again, just make it happen sooner, and then we can get like that's the inciting. But like, it's literally the inciting yeah. incident is him eating the bananas. So why is the inciting in, like they just make they stretch it like they make it they structure it so the inciting incident is them discovering it, it happens the, real late. Them discovering the the new the new People. happy place, the new Garden of Eden, basically, mm-hmm. and then. But that should be the beginning, of the very beginning of the movie, and him eating the bananas should be the inciting incident. That's what I mean. Like it shouldn't yeah, even be they, a spoiler. So there's like so they there make it so definite, like this big thing, but it should literally be the start of the movie. There was definitely some structural issues that this this film had. I think they should have tried to write it a little more concisely and a little. And I don't know how how many how many writers were for this. It feels like this was a multi writer. Okay, so it's kind of difficult with animated movies because with animated movies they're very much they're a little bit more of a collaborative. I mean all yeah. film is collaborative. Um but like but yeah, it's very there's much a lot the of studio that's working on it. I was just about to say it's like um, studio's already kind but of it got does a vision have for six it. writers on it. Yeah. Um it it felt like a lot and it felt like everybody was kind of tugging at their own chunk of it. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, that's what it. That's what it. Because it was certainly. I mean, it still has three writers: Pete Doctor, Kent Powers, and Mike Jones. But again, it's a. It still feels like a singular vision. Yes. Um, Everybody's here on the it same page. Very much page. feels like they're they're throwing in whatever they think is going to get like a, a good visual gag or good pacing or like it feels like they're they're throwing things at you as far as like what they want to just keep your attention rather than tell a story, which is what this movie feels like. It's like it, it's it's there to grab a kid's attention, not to communicate something interesting. Yeah, the intended intended audience for this seemed different than what the original intended audience was in the first one. Like the first one, I felt like it was aimed at you know kids with you know like the average animated movie aimed at kids. Has some jokes for mom and dad, you know, but it could work for boys and girls. I felt like this one actually was way more tailored towards girls. Did did you get that vibe? Like I felt like it was definitely like different in that um, way. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would just say it's because it's kind of, it splits it splits them up in the the clan up between the the, the males and females. Um, yeah, but their separate ways eventually. Um, but I mean, it, I, it focuses big time on the romance right at the beginning, and yeah, it seems like really lovey-dovey. And at I the suppose. end, it kind of is like that. And with, you know, there's stuff with like all the female characters when they finally kind of have their uh, Marvel's Endgame sort of moment. Yeah. Where, well, I mean, you could make that argument, but I don't think it necessarily affects the movie positively or negatively either way. I know. I'm just saying, you know, we definitely don't fit into the target demographic for that. Um, but when we come back, we are going to. Uh, Talk to you about the stores, so stick around. I'm Ollie Barrett. Whenever news breaks... The North Korean regime's conduct is as illegal as it is reckless. FSN is there. Arthur Stevens, Melbourne. Francis Reed, Los Angeles. Nick Harper, New York. We're now bringing comprehensive coverage of worldwide events weekday afternoons and evenings on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh and wrst.org, your only local source for global updates from Feature Story News. And we're back here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. Gideon and I are reviewing Crudes here on Script to Screen. Gideon, let's get into our uh, first category here. Just so you know, you're making a pretty bad first impression. So what was your uh, first impression on this? Um... Okay, so again, now that we're first impression, right, walking out of the theater, um, this movie finishes very strong, uh, especially compared to where it starts. Um, a lot of its interesting ideas don't happen until the very end with, like, again, the punch monkeys, which are the best part of this movie. Um, and the 
and the uh, again, like the setups and payoffs that are happening at the end. Um, so those two things, um, I walked out of this being like, okay, maybe that wasn't that bad. But the more I think about like the rest of it and the way it coheres as a whole, it's just kind of like, yeah. Um, so I think I have this at a four right now. I'm going to give this a five though for first impression. Okay. Yeah. When we were kind of like, when the movie had just finished up, but you were like, boom, on top of letterbox, like already <laughs> ranking yeah. it. I was, I was amazed. I'm like, dang, that's how he keeps up his like 800, 900 film letterboxed history. He's like on top of I mean, 1,200, but who's counting? Okay. So you've definitely uh, surpassed me now where we started. <laughs> when we started this, we were at about the same number and now you're just way ahead. Uh, I, um, I'm sorry, 1,149. There we go. Perfect. 1,223 diary <laughs> entries, though, which means I've just rewatched a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, my God, dude. That's incredible. That is incredible. Um, my first impression, I, I was... I, the best part of this film is, like, the middle of it, and I didn't like the beginning. I didn't really like the end. Um, it felt really corny at both the beginning and end. Um the I think what they really should have done is just focused on the Betterman story and that should have been like it and somehow just kind of have it contained there and that's what I would have done if I was writing it. Um, yeah, but I don't think there's any and there's nothing really. I mean, there's nothing really. If you about if you focus either, on that, they could have added, they could have changed some things and added some parts to it. There's ways they could have done it. Um, and I I was not vibing with this this film very much either uh i would probably say first impression is a five as well at least you i got like punch monkeys i thought well i told you the funniest part is to me was well i mean the punch monkey part yeah it's got some jokes in it but the best that's ones so when they're in the log I don't know why that's when so they're funny to me though like they just punch each other to talk that's just so stupid uh, but it's so funny i don't but, like but the first the, like the impact and sound design it's just like okay there we go we yeah got comedy. sometimes what they did with like the the subtitles was i thought funny. that was so when he's like he's punching him in like this it just keep saying they rock and down and yeah rock, rock rock yeah because he's just hitting yeah, him it's great um but no I, it's like uh, Again, it only there were only a couple of jokes that made me laugh. I think you laughed more than me in this, but I I thought the comedy in the first one was better. So yeah, and I can't speak to that. So it, so as far as the story went, the first one was better. The comedy first one's better. Um, just overall like pacing, first one's better. So this one is definitely a de-evolution or de-evolution de of the uh, of the Crudes franchise. Sadly enough, I mean it's two movie Crude franchise. franchise. <laughs> yeah, the the. Long, uh, long you know, running. long running, expansive history of crudes. Yeah, <laughs> but oh my um, gosh, this is a ninety four percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's that's kind of like what people and do with Transformers too. A, so it probably has a sixty. Why it's making sixty million dollars at the box office in the middle of pandemic? Hey, well, you know what? As long as some movies having a good time at the box office, you know, yeah, good for them. Yep, good for them. But yeah, I, I would say, would I say probably five children who got access to the internet somehow? Yep. But I mean, all right, next, not to not to <laughs> shame on anybody who's an adult that enjoyed this movie. Next category um, is story. Yeah. Oh, it's great to have those sound effects back. Yeah. Uh, like, I just kind of already said my piece with that. Um, I think the middle is good. Like, second act is solid. First act, not great. Uh, and the third act, not great. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably give it a five, four. I'd give it a four. Yeah. yeah. I, I Again, I agree. Overall, you just look at this the way it's constructed. It just feels very poorly conceived. Um four for me 
Okay. I, I really don't care enough to. I mean, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit. <laughs> I don't think this film is going to do very well on our. Uh, Dude, we might have a new low. That'd be amazing. The, well, I'm not intentionally trying. To yeah, don't, do don't, that. don't jinx it. Yeah, let's just see where where we end up here. And yeah, I don't know. I still think it's better than Princess Bride. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Courage 2, uh, infamously known for being better than The Princess Bride. Yes, absolutely. That, I that say, should with as much right sarcasm as possible in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next category is... Um, This was all right. I, I don't know how I feel about, like, Peter Dinklage as a voice actor... I, I don't think he's great. I mean, he's fine. He's expressive in his voice, but again, it just is very obviously did, him. He did better in Ice Age than than this. He's in Ice Age. Yeah, yeah he's in uh, the he's the pirate captain in like the fourth oh, not one. In the first, okay, so yeah, I don't even know how I've seen that one. You haven't? Okay, well, it's not great. I probably have when I was like when it come out like 2011. I don't know. They the Ice Age movies. How many of those are there now? Aren't there like there's like six four or five? There's like four or five, but there aren't going to be any more because Disney bought the studio. Um, and they can all down, of that. Yeah. yeah. So I think there was what Blue Sky. Blue Sky. I think, yeah. yeah. They're they're done. There's six Ice Age movies. There's six. I thought there were five. What's the sixth one called? Uh oh, never mind. Google's lying. Yeah. No, there's five. It says No Time for Nuts. 2006 is one of the Ice Age movies. That's that's which is not it. A short. Yeah. No. So that should not be part of it. But still, <sighs> five Ice Age movies is kind of ridiculous. That's more movies than there are when there were in Shrek. Yep. That's more toy than there are Toy Story movies. That's, yep. Is there, are there any animated franchise, like big animated franchises that have more than five movies? I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that, but I want to keep going on the on the acting here. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but I think I think Nick Cage does well. Ryan Reynolds does re well. Emma Stone does well. I think it's kind of funny that they chose her to play a cave person with her last name. That's just kind of like the universe aligning. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was intentional for like a, a pun on the on the poster. Who knows? But I think they do all do pretty okay. I, I don't have any issues with the acting in this. Um, Peter Dinklage. That's how they should cast everybody in movies now, based on specifically for their last names, in order to make puns on movie posters. Yep. If the, if there's ever going to be like a, a, a film about the Emperor Nero, you got to get Robert De Niro to play him. You know, it's like, it's like that sort of thing. Now. <laughs> But okay, I I would say the acting is a seven. I, I'll give it a seven. I think the only one that kind of brings it down is Peter Dinklage. I don't think he's great. Yeah, I mean, you, in animation, I always try to include um, uh, character animation in acting as well because that's part of the performance. And this is very emotive. Um, and, These guys are very well, cartoony. I mean, it's, it's, again, it is is the primary intention here is to, is to, I think to tell jokes. Um, not to create emotion and, and, and deep wells of sadness within characters or anything like that. Um, and here it's, it's all very standard. There's nothing special. And you can say the same thing about the, the voiceover acting as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the, the strongest, if you're, if you're counting character animation as part of acting, then I think the strongest stuff here is the way that the, the punch monkeys move and just kind of like that kind of, like again, that feels like you're just using the medium to to have some fun with it. Have some fun with it, exactly, and, and use it towards your advantage. Um, I think Ryan I'm Reynolds go does really good in this one too. I think he almost five or six for this. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, because again, it's it's perfectly st like again, it's like it's, I think I'm gonna go five because like it's again, it's just it just feels 
it feels like product to me. And anything that feels like product is never a good thing. And it always just makes me feel just sad inside. <laughs> All right. Uh, then the next court category is... I got a bad feeling about this. Look and feel. And uh, for this, I think visually it was on par with the first one. Um, I didn't... I think certain parts, they really like use the the medium well. And uh, I, I didn't have any any real issues with it. Again, it just seemed to kind of maintain the standard the first one set. Um, so I would probably give this, as far as look and feel goes, probably a seven. Yeah, this very much feels like from the look and feel, it's like bright colors and loud noises to keep the kids interested. Mm. Um which is fine. I guess that's what a lot of animated movies are going to do. Um, it's just I want more out of my animated movies. Um, how, how, just really quick, in just a few words. Uh, like with the movie Robots, also by this, how did you feel about like the look and feel of that? It's way more interesting than this. I haven't seen it in a while, but I do. I think I remember liking it. Mm. Um, it, it does create an interesting world. Yeah. Um, which this doesn't really do. It's kind of, I mean, it has some cool creatures and stuff where it that's, does, which I yeah. liked. That's like the, it's got the like, this, they like the spider monkey or the monkey spider. I yeah. thought was kind of interesting. The wolf, like, it all was the like a wolf combined. spider. But like you've seen that yeah. done in stuff like um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, like exactly. The they last literally do the same thing, but this one's like thing, which, um, dinosaur type creatures where that one's like they somehow meld it and yeah. it looks normal. Which, <laughs> which I think it's more creative in Last Airbender. For, like it just feels more natural to the world. Um, here it's kind of just like feels like it's just we're trying making things. Yeah. Where, or something like Rick and Morty where it kind of does stuff like that where it combines different things to make weird stuff. But there it's just like more intentionally insane and weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas here it's just, again, it feels like it's just a, a big nonsense. I don't know. It, so, I, so what would you store look and feel then? Four. I'm going to be super cynical about this because it it really doesn't feel like it has any any surrounding vision other than other than bright colors okay um yeah then our final category here is it's gonna have a psychological effect on how the audience perceives you the effect of the film uh i came out of this again just like soul very neutral uh probably a little worse than soul i mean what would what did i give soul for effect a um, six or a five let me find it i've already moved it i'm uh, trying to soul you gave a five for effect. So which, then this would probably get a four for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a terrible time with this. Like I said, there's times where I wasn't, I was, it's not boring, but like the thing about it, this one knowing is that it's intentionally designed to not be quote unquote boring. Yeah. It, um, it, it which is not pace. necessarily the thing that I care about. Um, Gosh, but it I is feel just like a is not fair. at some points. Um, I almost feel like, like it's just like how much do the, how much the, very small glimpses of, of happiness and joy and intentional creativity do you find in the midst of my cynical outlook on the film's <laughs> corporate ugh, corporate it, garbage is what I want to call it. But it's just like I don't coming from the I'm guy who to, loves Pixar's most corporately exploited films like Incredibles and Toy Story. Well, no, those are not. That's that's those are not cars like, like the, and, his, and you can't refer to their marketing campaign the way that disney handled those after the after pixar made them like I, the <laughs> films themselves very much have have a have a creative spirit to them especially compared to something like this um 
I mean, and I, even even Cars wasn't intended necessarily to be a, a, a marketing campaign. That's what Cars Two was. After Cars proved to make a whole bunch of toy sales. Um, so yeah, for effect, I'm gonna go with a four. Okay. So then uh, let's run that into the yeah, so we calculator got a here. Forty nine out of a hundred for final score, which makes it. Not our lowest scoring we ever. Oh, what? Uh, so our lowest it? scoring is midway at forty-seven. So yeah, I would say midway is worse than that. Too higher than that. So, oh wow. Okay. Because yeah. I was and like two below Mank, which scored at a fifty-one. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, good because <laughs> I mean I, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't like Mank. It was ugh, ugh. no, that was not not a good film. But um, all right. Well, very very. Big spread here between these two films. Uh, so, so our you know suggestion, which one to see. yeah, go see Soul first, and if you 